What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm Neo. Welcome into the Skeptic Arena. Today is February 7th. 2015. The website is theskepticarena.com. Today, Ken Ami returns to the arena. Ken Ami is a ghost worshiper who calls himself a free thinker. In podcast number 291, I provided Ken a link to dictionary.com explaining that freethinker is a synonym for atheist. How did he react? He did what all ghost worshippers do when confronted with irrefutable facts. He ignored it. So what this ghost-worshipping freethinker did next was to wait seven months until he thought it was safe, and then he posted replies on both his website and on YouTube. Three more weeks passed, and still, Ken had not notified me. So it was obvious that this devious little coward had no intention of doing so. I will now deal with his reply, dated January 19th, 2015. In my original podcast, Ken had written, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, verses 31 through 32. I replied to Ken at that time, Ken, I prefer these two verses that Jesus spoke to those Jews who believed in him. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Matthew 16, verses 27 through 28. Now, seven months later, Ken responds by writing, For some reason, whenever I quoted the Bible in the About page, Neo disregarded it and quoted another in reply. Ken, I didn't disregard your verses. In fact, I used them to show the contradictions that exist in your holy book. If you compare the verses we both gave, you should be able to see a stark contrast between the Jesus described in your verses, the one who values truth, and the Jesus described in mine, the one who lied to them. Based on this and on other contradictions, either Jesus had the greatest case of bipolar disorder in recorded history, or else the verses are more likely referencing two different guys. Ken wrote, This may be a diversionary tactic 
whereby he draws attention away from the statement I raised and has his listeners divert towards that which he wants to say. Ken, the last thing I would want to do when demonstrating a contradiction is to divert attention away from verses which support that contradiction. So your logic fails. Did you respond to even one of the contradictions? No, you didn't. You only whined about them. The proof that it is you who is trying to divert attention away from the contradictions is in your own words above, where you attempt the oldest distraction technique in the book, to accuse others of what you are guilty of. And Ken, it didn't work. He wrote, It is sidestepping and avoiding the issue. Ken, what issue? He continues, Neo actually appears to play tit-for-tat, so that for whatever point he assumes I am attempting to make, he will make another which he views as somehow challenging or defeating mine. Ken, the purpose of presenting contradictory verses isn't to challenge or defeat your verses. They simply show that the Bible is a jumble of nonsensical, contradictory, ancient horror stories. Ken wrote, It is unfortunate that he did so because I raised the issue of truth up front and from the get-go, and he simply disregarded it. Ken, as a ghost worshiper, you should be indicted for even typing the word truth. The Bible contains very little provable truth, and the little truth it does contain is trivial, in that those things were things known to anyone living in the first century in the Middle East. The mountain of contradictions contained in the Bible proves that it could not possibly have been inspired by an all-knowing God. But it is exactly what we would expect to find from texts written by ancient, ignorant goat herders. Ken wrote, The issue is that in an atheist universe whatever denomination of atheism Neo may adhere to. Ken, you don't understand the meaning of the word atheism, so let me help you out. Atheism is the rejection of religious mythology. It is nothing more, nothing less. That is exactly what it is. He continues, Truth is not part of the furniture of the atheist universe, as it were. That is to say, there is no imperative to ascertain empirical truth. Ken, that's a great description. No, not of atheism, but of religion. Reread that statement, but this time apply it to religion and you'll see that your description was perfect. You are discouraged from ascertaining empirical truth upon threat of eternal torture, while atheists operate under no such coercion. Ken, millions of people have freed themselves from the horrors of violent religions like Christianity and Islam by attempting to ascertain empirical truth. Those who have braved the threats, intimidation, and violence of the area's dominant religion became atheists and freethinkers. Ken wrote, one may choose to do so, like one may choose vanilla over chocolate ice cream, or no ice cream at all, but it is a mere personal preference.
Ken, those personal preferences are strongly influenced by the people around you. In Christian culture for centuries, failure to submit meant severe repercussions for you and possibly for your family as well, up to and including death. For Islam, you can repeat the previous paragraph, but just replace four centuries with right now. Violent, radical, modern-day Islam provides us a window to look back into the past and learn what it was like for centuries to be unfortunate enough to be born into a Christian-dominated culture. He continues, An atheist view of whence came theism is that it is a Darwinian survival mechanism. Ken, based on history, they may have a point. If you didn't submit to the local religion, chances are your life would be miserable and short. Ken said, this means that theism is not true, but a delusion. No, Ken, that's not what it means. The view that theism is not true, but a delusion is based on the fact that not one of the world's thousands of religions have been able to show that anything supernatural in their religion is based on provable fact. The belief that theism may have originated as a Darwinian survival mechanism is simply an origins theory. Forming that theory was very similar to how medical researchers develop theories in an attempt to learn the basis of diseases, like cancer. Ken, I thought that analogy was spot on. Can I get a high five? Ken continues that the overwhelming majority of humanity have been theists proves that one can live quite well even whilst holding to delusion as the very core of one's worldview. Ken, that was the appeal to popularity, and I provided him a link to appeal to popularity. Combined with an unsupported premise, and I provided him a link to unsupported premise. However, I will agree with the last part of your claim when you said, whilst holding to delusion as the very core of one's worldview. Though I am surprised you would admit that. I guess it's safe to assume you wrote that one without thinking it out first, huh? He wrote, thus one may prefer to ascertain empirical truth or choose delusion, and it matters not. Ken, actually it does. That is because people's actions are based on those beliefs. Believing that the woman next door is a witch and believing that an invisible ghost has instructed you to murder her, as in Exodus 22:18, matters considerably, especially to your neighbor. He continues, Nature cares not for truth if we may anthropomorphically claim that it cares about anything, but only survival, since humanity has, on this atheist view, survived quite well despite laboring under a delusion. There is not imperative to ascertain empirical truth. Ken, what makes you think humanity has survived quite well? Missed a few history classes, have we? He continues... This goes beyond asking if truth is absolute or asking for a definition of truth. 
It is asking why truth? Why even bother seeking to determine it? Ken, the scientific method is the process by which we search for truth. The reason we bother is because it can make our lives better. It is also the second best method ever found for freeing people from the horror of Christianity. The best being actually reading the Bible. Ken wrote, The issue is that Neo did not provide me any reason for thinking that even if I am wrong, and he can prove it, I should change my mind or even bother considering that which he states. Ken, you cannot change your mind as long as you truly believe that an invisible monster is listening to every word you speak and every thought you think, and that if you dare to doubt his existence, your existence will go on forever in eternal torment. Against such threats, rational people have little hope. All we can do is throw ghost worshippers a rope, but we can't make you grab it. No one can save you, Ken, except you. But from what I've seen, it's more likely that you will live out the rest of your miserable existence enslaved by the threats of your invisible monster. He continues, Neo provided no premise upon, no basis upon, no foundation upon to make claims and challenge my claims. Ken, my challenges to the claims you made on your about page were supported by evidence and facts. If you could have defended your positions, you would have. But it is obvious that you can't. It sounds more like your ego can't handle being challenged. That's too bad because adults with imaginary friends have the minds of frightened little children and need to be challenged. And our nation needs to quit electing them to positions of power where they are wreaking havoc on the rest of us. Ken continues, And thus, I have nothing more to say to Neo, as that which he stated is merely the interpretation of biochemical neural reactions occurring within the gray matter of a temporarily existing bioorganism that lives atop a spinning rock orbiting an average star in the universe's backwaters. Ken, it's so precious when you ghost worshippers try to get all sciency with rational people. But there are a few problems with your attempt to sound rational. One, you defended having nothing more to say to me by referring to me as, and then you went into a long scientific description. But that long-winded description described everyone on earth. So how does that justify having nothing more to say to me? Based on your description, you should have nothing more to say to anyone living on this spinning rock. See the problem with your logic, Ken? Two, neural activity is not restricted to gray matter. And I provided him a link. Three, quote, Temporarily existing bioorganism. Hey Ken, thanks for the nod to rationalism. But I thought you ghost worshippers believe you will live forever. 4. Many people think the sun is an average star. However, should you choose to do some research instead of blindly accepting popular bullshit, 
you might learn that our sun is far from average. It is in the 85th percentile in size. And I provided him a link. Five, there are no backwaters in the universe, whatever you think that means. Ken, that was a pretty impressive display, considering you made all those mistakes in only one paragraph. Ken continues, However, on my worldview, not only is there truth, but ascertaining truth is an imperative. Ken, then you have a serious problem. The cognitive dissonance required to be a ghost worshiper makes me wonder how anyone could function while having such a war going on inside their head. Without the ability to deceive yourselves, delusion, most of you would succumb to spontaneous head eruption. He wrote that truth is absolute. Ken, and what evidence do you offer to support that assertion? He wrote, actually personified in the person of Jesus and will set us free. Ken, free from what? The only one in this debate who needs to be set free would be the one who is enslaved by an invisible evil monster who by his own admission murders, enslaves, and tortures his creations. You have been ordered to worship this monster or else. But as you stated earlier, Ken, you will not allow anyone to set you free. You can't, not as long as you believe the threats in the Bible. Ken, a worm has a better existence than you do. And Ken concludes by writing, In the next segment, we will consider whether Jesus failed to fulfill his own prophecy. Ken, there is nothing to consider. Matthew 24, verse 34. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Ken, you can spin it all day long for your fellow ghost worshipers, but no matter how cleverly you spin it, Jesus' prophecy failed. And he failed for the next century. And he failed for the next millennium. And he failed for the next 2,000 years. But even if he fails for the next 50,000, gullible ghost worshippers will still be packing their bags, swearing that he'll be here next Thursday. You people would be hilarious if you weren't so dangerous. Ken, it's probably just as well that you have nothing more to say to me, because that last one was game, set, and match. Thanks for playing, Ken. And now we move to the science segment. Today's story, researchers have crafted the first synthetic molecules that have both the targeting and response functions of antibodies. The new molecules attach themselves simultaneously to disease cells and disease-fighting cells. The result is a highly targeted immune response, similar to the action of natural human antibodies. Unlike antibodies, however, these molecules are synthetic organic compounds that are approximately 120th the size of antibodies. They are unlikely to cause unwanted immune reactions due to their structure. They are thermally stable and have the potential to be administered orally, 
just like traditional small molecule drugs. They work first by recognizing cancer cells and binding with a specific protein on their surface. Next, they also bind with a receptor on an immune cell. This induces a targeted response that leads to the destruction of the cancer cell. Researchers discovered that synthetic molecules of intermediate size possess perhaps the most important functional properties of antibodies, targeting and stimulation of immune cells. It's also noteworthy that molecules of such small size can bring together two objects as enormous as cells and trigger a specific functional response entirely as a result of specific receptor interactions. And now we move to the final segment of the show, Famous Quotes. Today, Sean Mason. He is a novelist and musician from Los Angeles. Here is the quote from Sean Mason. Faith is the determination to remain ignorant in the face of all evidence that you are ignorant. Are you ready, Bruce? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.